Okay, we're back with another episode of Convos with Keith. This is episode six and or five, whatever it ends up being in the uh, whatever the sequence. There it is. Um, we have I always say the same thing about the topics. Like we have a few different topics, but whatever. Let's just get into it. Um, I'm here with. I almost said for team. <laughs> I'm here with Mary, I'm and Mimi. Um, and if y'all want to introduce yourselves, now is the time. Hi, Mimi. <laughs> Hi, Mary. All right. So today, let's start with, let's kind of go in the order that we kind of written them down. Let's talk about um, common sense. So what do y'all think or how do y'all define common sense? Some people may... Thinking of it as um, wisdom or um, seeing and understanding instead of going through uh, experience and then having to understand through experience. You understand by just watching somebody else's mistake and learning from that. But what do you all consider common sense? Excuse me. To me, common sense is just like being intuitive, like being able to. I guess to me, it's not thinking about it. It's just doing it. You don't have to think about it. It doesn't require like having to read a book to do this. It's just basic common knowledge that everyone should know. And clearly it's not, you know, common knowledge isn't so common. Everyone should know. But how do you acquire this common sense? Like you said, it's innate. Yeah. Like don't put your hand on fire. You know, like. Wouldn't you have to experience that on some level, whether that being through seeing it and or doing it yourself or being told about it? Yeah, I guess it's to me like um, common experiences that most people would have gone through. Like, yeah. I think most people experience heat. And when you see fire, you know. It's too hot. Yeah, exactly. Don't like, I should not touch this. So stuff like that, like having common experiences like breathing air. That's common Not You should breathe air okay. in, out. That's different. I think that's a little bit different. No, but I'm saying it's just like common experiences that everyone should have had yeah. growing up into their lives. Like, whether you're a kid or an adult, like you've experienced this at least once. Okay, for sure. So, are there certain things that you think that... I'm going to get Mariana's uh, opinion in a second. But are there certain things that you think that everybody should be able to know and or do at this point? Like, So, say... Like um, let's say uh, the middle of college, the end of sophomore year. What do you think that you <laughs> should know? And me, personally, I feel like you should be able to wash your clothes, you know, wash dishes. You should be able to cook something. You should be able to cook at least one or two meals for breakfast, one or two meals for lunch, one or two meals for dinner to be able to survive just in a household setting. Um, and I think those things play a part into common sense, being able to at least understand something about your money, understand something about your accounts and how to do something with financial literacy um, on some level, on some some level. So... I think that's what some of the things that are uh, that I consider common sense in that aspect. I would say common sense are basic survival needs. So I would not put financial literacy in that because if we're going to say common sense, that means it has to apply to almost everybody. Okay. There's some rich people, privileged people who have never experienced handling money ever. You know what I'm saying? They lack that common sense. That's what. But I'm saying, like to me, that's not common sense. Like I think that's just like a bonus. I think it's something you should know, but I don't think it's a necessity in order to survive. I think common sense should be something that's a necessity to survive. Because I think there's okay, okay. 
we're we're coming this a little bit early about this kind of like street smarts or this other version of common sense that's more geared towards actual survival. I think the common sense that I'm kind of I'm trying to distinguish is a common sense of the common experiences you have had um, some type of exposure to um, at least from the young age until what college, like I said, mid college. So you should have some type of idea about money. If I give somebody money, they should give me something in an ex, uh, equal value as the money I gave them. If I put money somewhere, is the money you should know? Is the money just sitting there? Is the money losing some type of value? Is it gaining or uh, or is it gaining some type of value? So, so like, I feel so like weird. that is because even if you're rich. And you don't know those. I, I feel like that, that has to be common sense. Like, you have to know there's something that's going on. But I think rich people, or at least rich kids who grew up in a family where their parents had to deal with all the finances, their parents are not going to drag them into a lot of these finance situations. So, like, they don't have to know. Yeah. They kind of just rely okay. on their parents to know and they just, you know, go off of that. So yeah. I don't think, yeah, I agree with me in the sense that like, can, financial literacy is not common sense. But you can say that about anything. You said that they didn't know because um, they didn't have to know. Somebody else took care of that aspect of their life the entire time. So you can say that about literally anything else. But about think, washing clothes, well, washing you ain't clothes. If you're in college and you don't know how to wash your clothes by the time you're a sophomore, we're going to have some problems. I, I think it's more like you don't should know something about your money, though. You have to at least have some type of loan. Your money has to be, there's some type of interaction with money you have to have in college, whether that be going out with your friends or something to do with your fast food or financial aid, something with school. I think what we're trying to say is more of like being able to know how to manipulate your resources that you have available, if that makes sense. So, like, you should know how to cook a meal. Maybe you grew up privileged and you had a chef your whole life. But when you come to college, you should be able to see ramen, read an instruction, and be able to figure it out. Like, if you're not able to figure it out. so hard. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. I think they'd be blowing up the way. It doesn't even have to be, like, you don't necessarily have to be exposed to. I think you just need to be given basic tools in order how to figure out the rest, like, along the way. How can you not be I feel like, okay, yes, there are certain (laughs) things that, like, it's a little easier to understand. But even financial literacy, the things that I'm saying isn't super complex. You should know something about interest. Something it's about tax. To, man, let's be honest. It's not do any of us in here even know how to do our taxes? Yeah. Um, yes. Accounting. Accounting. Accounting finance major. Right? Uh, if you wasn't, if I mean, you was not, not an accounting just, or finance you're major. just adding them to subtracting the whole time. I don't think that's, it's just a lot that you have to do. I don't. I haven't specifically I, done it, but it's. I think I it's a great like, interest to, to be considered part of common sense. Yeah, like, interest is not common sense at all. It's not. Knowing something about money, anything about money. The only I thing feel, I feel like, I what, is your, what is your definition of financial literacy? Because when you're when you're saying financial literacy to me, it's like I have to know how to do loans, pay my taxes, blah blah, and that's not something everybody. So knows. when I say financial literacy, I mean literally anything Just about money, any money. information, something about money. It doesn't I, have like, to be super in depth. I, I don't like know common all sense, the and that would be like you know how to make money and you know how to reasonably spend money. Something like, about money. If you know how these to people make, don't have these skills. Those are skills that are acquired through experience that you should have some type of acquaintance with throughout your uh, t- uh, in your life up to this point. So that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like having some understanding of money is a skill within common sense that you acquire through 
common exposure to it. I also think this is kind of a little biased opinion based off of our own life experiences. Because mm. I can also sit here and think, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, like something. Think, give rich me something. Pe- rich people would have other kinds of common sense that, like, we that like people who didn't grow up in the same tax bracket as them wouldn't consider common sense. Exactly. So honestly, common sense. It's certain subjective. common sense is subjective, yeah. but there are certain common senses that no matter which tax bracket you in, it's just a thing. that's what I mean. Like, so universal, yeah. There's a universal like, survival. Like you are human, so therefore you should know this. It's not whether you're a rich human, you're a black human. None of that matters. It's the most basic common sense. Like everyone should know. But just Maybe not like a baby. But you know what I mean. Like, but because we're talking about survival, I think because we are people that live in this societal structure and system we have to understand how to survive in that system and that requires some type of some type of understanding of money you have like money is going to be is necessary regardless of what age you have had interactions and understanding of money period even if you're but you don't need money money to be to live you You do you don't need money to live you do in this society, in yes, the you woods, do. like you could live in the woods for all, you know what I'm saying. But like, that's a different sense, a subset, and you had to have money to require those skill, uh, not require the skill, acquire the equipment, unless you stole the equipment or made the equipment. But that's yourself. my point. You don't need money. You no. could go. You could out here. That's hustle. completely. A, but I'm talking about within the system. In every other day, that's people that the few people that live in the woods. I'm talking about <laughs> everybody else. The most common, the most common person. You have an interaction with money. Every single person from the time that you was able to see, think, but and breathe for yourself. How about this? Maybe not calling it financial literacy, but about financial understanding. Because I feel like the literacy component puts it adds kind, on yeah, to it, too much. It kind of like yeah, thickens it, but I was just saying literally any financial literacy. Right, something so financial about, understanding. You know, you know something about taxes. Like there's some taxes added to money. Like I know taxes added to. I know that the people are still skipping out on their taxes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. That's not that's common. That's a lack of common sense. It's a lack of common sense for your survival in this world and in this system because if you don't do your taxes, you know these niggas finna come for you and they finna get your ass. IRS do not play. Um, one, two, you should have some understanding about where your money's going, where it's coming from, and how much you're getting back. So we're At talking least. about like societal common sense, not just common sense. But I think it, it, it operates. It like operates common sense, I feel like you should know how to cross the street by the time you're this age. Yeah. So, That's but, okay, so. Let's, let's move Survival. on a little bit. If you don't know how to cross the street, you get hit by a car. Okay, so I think we got a little idea of what you had to say. You she said, like, if you have common sense, you know how to cross the street, so then you don't get hit by a car. I think more of common sense is knowing you don't want to get hit by a car. Not even knowing <laughs> how to cross the street, but knowing I should not go because a car will hit me if I go at this time. Not saying, exactly. like, how to walk across the street, but, like... Knowing that I don't want to get hit by a car, so therefore I should take a step back. Kind of. Exactly. Unless That's you're common sense. Unless you're from New York, where you just don't care about the car. You're. You're. In the beeping and shit, yerping out the window. Here, <laughs> what you here? What you doing? Here. <laughs> crossing the street, don't the crossing the street common sense is uh, you know we know it, we know what it is, we just, just don't, don't care. <laughs> Um, okay, but um, there was a movie we was all supposed to watch, but I'm the only one that seen it. But within this movie. Um, there was a different kind of common sense that I felt like um, was p- pivotal or important to um, these kids' survival. And it's, I forget the name of the movie, but within the movie, there's um, one main girl um, up to a point that kind of understands and have the common sense is if I'm a child, I can ask for things and I don't, 
I don't have that responsibility to a certain degree only because it wasn't taught to her one, but she had the competence, common sense to know how to get food when she was hungry, the common sense to avoid certain situations. There were certain situations that she got in, I felt that were a little bit dangerous or a little bit risky, um, that she was able to have some type of understanding of the environment that she was in and able to avoid. And that's kind of a different common sense where it's literal, like survival to the most animalistic way where like, if I go outside, well, okay, no, okay, that's different. Um, so I'm distinguishing two types of street common sense. So one common sense is when you have nothing, you have to figure out how to survive, how to live, how to eat, how to maintain who you are. Then there's another one where there's another type of common sense where you're literally trying to survive like the, in the most animalistic way where going outside, you have to know how to operate, move, and you have to understand your environment to in a certain degree to avoid danger. Do y'all have some type of uh, experience with that? Those, those two types. Of, um, like just knowing how to survive. Yeah, I only I only differentiated because it's different from being in a very poor neighborhood, being in a very poor situation, very poverty situation, and then being in a very dangerous situation. It's two different types of survival. It's two different types of mechanisms that you have to yeah, learn go how to into. Yeah, to eat versus learn how survive, to survive. To live. To wake up the next day. Yeah, to okay. live. You know what I mean? So that's how I was kind of... Uh, well, I would still put that common sense in the same category because either way, you're trying to make it to the next day. If you don't eat, you, yeah. you die. If you don't go down this yeah. hood street, you let, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, common sense, once again, goes back to that basic survival of not wanting to get hit it. by the car mm-hmm. in the street, having to find food not going down the street where I know somebody going to go put a bullet in my head. Like, that's just common sense. If I want to see another day, I don't do these things. I avoid this. Or I have to do this in order to get to this and that. I think also, okay, so I feel like all of these forms of common sense definitely have commonalities, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you not see any difference in severity of the survival in these situations? Where if, if I'm just hungry and I don't have the money to eat, uh, consistent nutritious food that's a little bit different type of danger than if I go down that street then I will get shot or if I don't know I mean, how to respond in this situation then I'm going to get shot if I don't know how to dress properly I will get shot isn't that a little bit different because that's more of immediate danger versus long term I understand what you're saying, but I still see, like, if you were to use person A and person A in both situations, it would require, no, like, it's the same person, but they're two different, person A in situation A and person A in situation B, person A would still use the same common sense that they use in situation A to get food and all that, the Mm -hmm. same common sense in situation B to not go down that alley where they're going to get shot. Um, I would disagree. Only because I feel, I feel like I've been in that situation, been in both situations, and it's kind of different. But you're a person uh, A, and you knew how to move in both situations. Yeah, but there was two different set of skills I was pulling from, I felt like. Only because... But what was situ- the underlying so, angle so, involved? It was survival. I've, in, in all these situations, I feel like common sense have something to do with your survival and maintain, or maintenance. Survival think, and maintenance. I think so survival and common sense should go in the same survival is a form of common sense but there's also another form of common sense 
Like, for instance, when I was in Europe, I'm sitting on the train, and I was just like, Europeans lack common sense. Why you that? Because I'm on the train and I'm watching this. I'm watching this, and like they will stand at the door with their backs to the door and just stand there. The I door opens, yeah, they're right. still standing there. The door See, that's universal conversation. People, people, okay, like people are trying to leave the train, they're still standing there. People are trying to come into the train, they're still standing there, they're not moving. Yeah. They lack common sense. Yeah, that's just dumb. That's another, excuse me, like, that's not a survival common sense, that's a, mm, are you serious? How to operate in general. That's like a, Do you feel like morals are common sense? Like, there's certain no. morals that- Certain, I think certain you things- You should know, like, okay, should, you should know, okay, that's just wrong. Like I don't like being if I don't like being hit, then I shouldn't hit nobody. I think that's a cultural thing to know right or wrong because there's I'm just like pulling from my philosophy. I, dis- I disagree, class. but go ahead. I think I took a philosophy class like freshman year, and I remember having like this debate, and like there's there was like this African culture I can't remember, and it was like I think in the past or it yeah, could be happening, but it was like female circumcision. Oh, like it's kind in of their being, culture, it's kind that of was being, cool. Yeah. Like everyone's yeah, happy, yeah. blah blah. But like from our outside point, of, that's taboo. That's like that that's that's, that's mutilation. You I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. But that's my point. Like yeah. I think it's a cultural thing to know right or wrong because in some cultures, like that's so fine, acceptable. that's acceptable. But then in our outside point of view, it's like how do they like, not see how wrong it's like? Is? It's like arranged marriages. Boom. Yeah. It's in many cultures, cultures but right in others. Like for me, if like an Indian person comes up to me and start talking about like their whole wedding preparations and like how they met their husband and their fiance with that, to me, I'm going to sit here and be like, okay, that sounds okay to me. I'm not going to do it because I just know me, but because that's what I grew up on and I grew up around, I think arranged marriage is normal. Um, but like in I'm American sure. society, it's not normal because to Americans, okay, that's me, not a thing. So my argument that there has to be some type of commonality among common sense between all cultures and people because one thing that we know for sure is that emotions and expressions of emotions are universal they're not they are they're not they i are. took a class called social psychology of emotions and i'm taking a neuropsychology class that talks about the understanding of emotions is different in every culture mm, then there's probably definitely nuances but facial expressions there's a general facial expression that you give off with this emotion. The feeling of a certain emotion is generally the same and or within the same category. Yeah, I don't I still don't think they expression. There's the nuances same. to certain things. Okay, I can't get angry about this. Um that won't make me angry. Those are the nuances that kind no, of No, I'm talking about like sugar different. Talking like like for instance, um just taking the expression of happy. Mm-hmm. For instance, here in America, we show we might showcase happiness through a smile on our face, like mm-hmm. an actual. Whereas, like in other cultures, maybe in Asia, mm-hmm. they're not. They're, they could be happy, but their face would still look like this, like very straight, very controlled. I feel like Are you talking about like facial differences because even the, or like universally, the things we be happy about, like something Americans yeah, are happy about. Those are the nuances that create the feeling, but the feeling and the physiological expression of that feeling are generally the same. Universally. I still don't think the physiological expression of the emotions are the same. I think they are. I, I, not only do I think, I think I know they are. I, I, I know they're not. Oh, we got to disagree about that yeah. one. But the physiological expressions of emotions? Yeah. Maybe the, the neurons in the brain that are firing off might be the same. Mm-hmm. But f- outside like how, of... How it's expressed. Yeah. How, like outside of, like, just for instance, like... 
you know, like, yes, obviously the neurons mm-hmm. are obviously going to be sending the same exact neuron things throughout your body mm-hmm. if you're feeling in one emotion, depending mm-hmm. no matter what culture you're in. But the way you react to those neurons, the way you, ex- you express those neurons, if you, those yeah. emotions physically and all those other stuff that goes behind it, the meaning yeah. behind those emotions is yeah. not the same in every culture. Um, for, for sure. There's one thing that we agree with is there's definitely similarities and there's definitely yes. So for sure. So I think this is this is not on our topic list, but this kind of like brings up eugenics. Do you feel like there are behaviors, possibly personality traits? Uh, it's you uh, behaviors, personality traits, uh, actions, behaviors are innate. You you inherit them. You're inheritable. There certain can things be, are. Do you think they are? Something. I feel like some things like are innate. Like what? Um. Wait, doesn't innate just mean you're born with it? Yeah, you're born. It's inheritable. It's, it's, it's innate to breathe. Yes. You're, you woke, you were birthed, and you said, let me start. <laughs> yeah, like, um, no. I don't know. I feel like there's just certain... You know what's innate to swim, too? Yeah. They literally throw a baby in the water. Throw a baby in the water. Watch it swim. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I just don't think black people trusted it, so black people ain't do it. Yeah, no, black I don't remember that. Always tell me, just what? Throw bro, that's how I learned. That's how I learned how to swim. My fucking dad said he just threw me into the pool. Say he, nigga, had to survive. <laughs> had to fucking she had to kick it. The common sense had to kick it. But fucking move your hands, move your hands, like a dolphin, like a fucking dolphin, nigga. Like, a dolphin. More it's a man. It's another man. I just thought of another man, but that's what I'm. I'm about to say, don't you mean like a dog? <laughs> Doggy paddle ain't no dolphin. Dolphins ain't. I feel like that's just so like. It's just but that's so how unproductive. The, but that's though, what the babies look like. Babies look like. Yeah, they do. They <laughs> do. They do, and it it's so funny, like how baby we got into a completely different tangent, but babies like <laughs> the how their joints don't like straighten, like so they're always like. Because they're so roly and then... Bro, like our baby, just don't I was just watching my friend's baby and the baby's leg was like out like this, walking like this. Yes. <laughs> like, like, how? I was like, like, did I look like that? It yes. was dead ass, like legs were out like this, chest out. Like, like I really be wild, <laughs> baby. Like, no, put your Grow legs man. in. Like, Grown man. Grown man. Like this, that's kids. Have y'all seen Boss Baby? We're not allowed to watch Boss Baby in my house because the baby in the house now thinks that she's Boss Baby. So she Word. literally does the things Boss Baby. Like, she thinks she runs the house because Boss Baby Word. told her that babies run the house. Bro, you know what's so interesting? Like, so I, can't watch my it. cousin, let me tell you, like, this nigga's so creative and he be knowing what he be doing. Like, he's so manipulative. Like, oh, yeah, I do this and I, I'll get away with this. Like, that boy is so smart. And it's, like, scary that, like, people don't notice it. Like, that's the type of stuff I think about. Like, there's certain things, there's certain situations. Or even certain like cultural norms that we have, like children are supposed to uh, be seen but not heard. Not necessarily that they've been implemented in our lives, but these are things that we've heard and we know that is real in uh, people's lives. Um, Babies, babies, children. There's a rule for babies. But children are smart, bro. Like they're sponge. Like they're actual sponges. They absorb all information. All information. Um, Bush babies are not smart. Bush, but what are you? The babies that were born during the time period that Bush was in office, they not smart. Why you say that? Um, the babies that were born between the years of 2001 and 2007, do mm. you see what they look like now and what they look like during those times? They're a hot mess. I don't, I've seen them. So that's the freshman class now. Yeah, I try to avoid them. 
Exactly. There's because dude, they're lacking some. There's, there's just things missing up there from them. Honestly, like it's just, it, it's like a literal switch. Like you can tell, like from class of 2018 to my class now, it was just like a such a like dramatic incline and like sensitivity and a certain types of like weird behavior like I, I need uh acceptance from everybody and i need like validation from everybody it, it's just so weird that it's just and i think it's weird because it. like we're talking about high school class 20 like 2018 or college graduate. college it's the same it's the same years no it's just college, four high years behind it's just four years behind. yeah i just say they're not just watching i'm just like and i feel you're like supposed to say your college year when you say oh i'm class of such and such you'll say your college year. when i like when i say here and i think and i'm like i feel like it's weird to me because of like where i'm from Whereas, like, I feel like some of these people are from these pla- other places in the United States of America where whatever they're doing is, is kind of the norm and it's kind of what it is. Like, you know, I don't know what goes on in the Midwest. I don't want to know what goes on in the Midwest. To me, that is no man's land. There's California, East Coast. Florida. There's California. Texas. There's the South. <laughs> and then the only thing in the Midwest that I know it's Chips. Indianapolis and Chicago. Oh, no. <laughs> no. What about Michigan? Oh, and Detroit. Oh, yes. I found Ohio. Uh, that's, that's, that's a I didn't even know Ohio had, I didn't even know Ohio had a hood until I found out about oh, Cleveland. I'm not Akron. Akron. <laughs> Bro, I didn't even Cleveland know. Cleveland and like some of the places. Like, you know, if LeBron was not from Akron and did not, and you know, I feel like if there was no basketball team in Cleveland. It'd be relevant. Or like, like what the fuck is a Missouri? Oh, I've been to St. Louis. Like, what? Uh, I was scared. In St. Louis? <laughs> I was scared. Wait, St. Louis is in Missouri? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that where Carl from? Yeah. I, like, I, don't be I was in St. Louis and like I was just like <laughs> I went to the train station and I was like, you know like people be like talking all this crap about the New York City subway? Mm. I said I will take the New York City subway over this any day and every day. That's just as nasty though. But that's okay because we know that. Yeah. It's okay. You tell me another city with nine million people who uses a subway station that's clean and I'll give it I'll give it to y'all. That's just that's how I feel fair, every though. time that's people not, say New York though. is dirty. That's not that fair. will forever be my response. Give me another city with the same Japan. amount of density. Yo, why did I just look at that? I was just about to say Japan. Like, bro, like, the foreign country be having it together. Japan be having their shit together. South, South Korea? South? I said, okay, that's the right one. South Korea? They have their shit together. That's how we forget. Which one is the one you don't know about? You cannot see the dirt in Tokyo train stations because you can't even see the floor in Tokyo train stations. Because that bitch so clean. No, it's because that bitch so clean to see through Mariama. If that many people there, you're not seeing nothing but people. Exactly. No, but that bitch is clean. It's like I don't know that. It's been like so. It's like so the cultural. The cultural norm. Oh, let's say Jesse. Jesse's been in Tokyo and he's from New York. But the thing is, like, so it's a cultural norm, like to be against. so, you, like, if you see somebody walking in public, people will look at you crazy. Like, people will look at that person crazy if they're eating in public. Only because... Not in New York. Obviously. Obviously. I was looking at what is he talking about? That's normal to me. But, um... I'm walking and eating. That sounds normal. But, yeah, so... Let's, okay, let's bring the conversation back to common sense. We talked a little bit about inheriting certain... Hey, common like sense. That. Very little. Um, if you put... Wait, 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 Mary. I'm Mary Willie. So we had talked about like there's so many differences and so many nuances in how we understand what is basic knowledge. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what common sense is, basic knowledge to some degree. And we all live in like this gray 
uh, and that engraves our interpretation of a black and white world. There's right, there's wrong, but how we interpret it is what we get and how we understand the world. And that's kind of what uh, ends up being like our common sense and our, our basic norms and our it's what we understand the world to be. And there's also, there's definitely like, because I'm super conspiracy theory-ish, like I like to have proofs for sure that like, okay, I believe in this. Um, but there's definitely uh, manipulation in what people think and the norms for oh, sure. Oh yeah, I mean, China doesn't even, China has their own social media platforms. No, that's different. That's different. China's, I'm talking about in Americas because everybody knows China like, super corrupt, <laughs> super, they got their shit on lock like, they, they like a nigga with uh, five bitches and none of them bitches, you know what I'm saying, step out of line, ever. Like, they know, ever. He's <laughs> um, called China a pimp. They, they are. America's a pimp too, but America yeah. likes to let you America's think you're free. Like, America's not. <laughs> like, like, they like to let you get like a few miles and then they like, bring it Get your ass back here, nigga. Um, but let's uh, move on to the coronavirus. Not specifically the coronavirus because it's the same thing going on. Whole bunch of information that we don't know which is accurate. Changes every day. Shit, bro, what, that shit is still crazy. It's still like, so. I want to talk about it real quick. Um, We'll talk about it later. We'll get to that. But let's talk about how now, during this time of Corona, it almost seems like it's like a prison. I had named this uh, the topic Corona Prison only because we're kind of on house arrest due to uh, people being nasty, the lack of urgency in America because somebody planted a fucking virus in the world. Yeah, Regardless, like we're on house arrest. I feel like it's not a lack of urgency in America. I think it's a lack of one common sense, as we call it, you know, and two. Uh, Would you result in a lack of urgency? Man, we just stupid. I know, but that resulted in a lack of urgency. There ain't no urgency. They don't see anything as being urgent. So, like one thing, like, do you believe? Real quick, this is like a, a tester right? question, right? Do you think that? It is Trump's fault that America is at the height of this corona pandemic. I think he played an important role. Played an important role? Yep. Is he the only one that played an important role? Yep, the whole entire government did. The entire government? What yep. about everybody else? What about everybody that wasn't, hey, yo, Trump, like, let's do what everybody else was doing? Like, why didn't no, nobody else have the there, there certain- as a but as a But as a nation, it was a... Uh, consensus among everyone that it was either going to blow over, it wasn't serious, it wasn't going to get to America. Because we paid Donald Trump the big bucks to think for us. Not really, but the thing is, we put all that... I mean, we chose him. We don't pay him. No, who chose him? We didn't choose him. But the rest of the electoral college... Not even. The electoral college chose him to sit in that office for sure he, he but it was an anomaly, but it was an anomaly that is usually the electoral college will follow the uh the favorite vote but in this case it wasn't and we got trump which is Either is what it is lose, lose, is lose. what it is but as a nation me myself i thought it was going to blow over like on spring break when i was coming back to school like i right, everybody's overreacting that's just going to be over in like two weeks a month after at the longest like we can do a month that it's talking about until like August at this point, which is 
But crazy to think about. But do you think that's Trump's fault? I think it was a lack of urgency from everybody, a lack of uh, understanding of the severity of the situation. Just looking at other countries, we were so far removed. Right. You want to know why I'm blaming we, Trump? Because Trump actually, this is something that I had read a while back. I you took out the pandemic? Yes. So it's your fault. That's you not, okay, that's, remove, you remove that. So regardless you really of that, have a role regardless of that, it was the public consensus. If everybody was in the street, not in the streets, if everybody was making it clear and known, I were not following that. No. Why are you waiting on somebody? Uh, the leader's recommendation, the leader would follow the people uh, if the people was on his side. If the people was... The, what leader? Following what people? The, the leader Not would follow leader. the people. Not this leader. If the people were on his side. So I'm saying, if the people were like, hey, yo, we're not doing this. This is how we feel about this situation. This is what's going on. Do you not see this is what I He's not the only one that wasn't listening to experts. Nobody in America was listening to experts. government. Nobody in the world. Everybody was getting the same experts. Wait, no, listen. I would I mean, he was getting better, obviously. He's the president. Based on whether this is true. If Trump had more information than we did at the time, because I was told, sure. I know he knew he knew about like this happening, like way gave, back January. November, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, like twenty nineteen. No, yeah, he gave COVID nineteen. Yeah. No, I know, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He had gave um, supplies to China. He gave respirators. Exactly. So my, I would say he plays a role because he was aware of it before anyone else, and we became informed too late. If he had enacted and became and realize how serious that this pandemic was about to but be. But it wasn't just him. We're no, talking about I, other viruses. No, 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 but you're trying to blame like that. the people. You can't I, I had no idea I COVID was We're even a thing until the government like finally shed something. Until March, you know I had no idea, but that's my, my that's my sure. point. Okay. No, listen, listen, listen. That's my point. It's not, I, I'm definitely not the one that goes and watches the news all the time, but my <laughs> point is like the fact that You I, rely on your leaders to I re- the that's to make the big. He should have made the message okay. that's why we so known that it's not something I should have found out by but March. I think that was through his arrogance and which is a part of he it, didn't, which he is an American arrogance to believe that we were removed from that issue. He didn't make the knowledge widely known enough for it to take. Because he it didn't seriously. think it mattered. There's a lot of knowledge they don't let. But that's my point. If he, he didn't had, think it mattered, if he didn't think that, that but that's point. my point. I can't tell. If he, if he, this is the point. If he didn't have the knowledge at the time to make that decision, then okay. But I think he had the knowledge and yeah. understood the severity okay. and still chose to make that bad choice. Okay, Therefore, for sure, for sure. okay, okay, okay. He had the knowledge, right? But he didn't look at it as severity. And I'm saying that's the same attitude that Americans would have had receiving the same information that's been out. You said you didn't watch the news. That's been out since it was going on in November. People took the same information that he was getting. Um, it was obviously better in some cases because he's the president and he has probably better sources. But the arrogance of we are untouchable, we are unaffected by uh, these uh, life-changing epidemic situations. I don't think there was an arrogance behind it. I, I agree with your, what you're saying. Like he reacts like just the American people were like, oh, this is going to blow over. Yeah. But my point is as an elected leader with someone who probably has way more resources and knowledge than you us. You said he should have been safer. Yes, and if and your job is to keep yeah, if your job is to keep the American people safe, <coughs> my job is not to keep the American people safe. That is not my job. I mean, yeah, you know, like I guess it's like my national duty type thing. But For you sure. know what I'm saying? Like 
You, this is your one job. Keep you up to me. Look, I ain't for the same nobody in American life. My, but you get what I mean. <laughs> you said like, my national duty. You get what I mean. Yeah, like, I if this is your one job, my guy, and you knew yeah. way before anyone else, like, this was probably brought to your attention in, like, August okay, type shit, you for know? Sh- for sure, we can agree that Trump, in this situation, before that it was widely known, um, during while it was widely known, and then after, we know that Trump... Uh, chose money over the American people. Chose the economy. Still, it's Brian Kemp. <clears throat> oh, obviously. The reason why I'm not, Did not just a, no. um, but yeah, that's this is what it is. Like, I still don't think it's an arrogance about him. I, I feel like it's his. I feel like narcissism. I think I feel like I think I think his lack of political background also plays a huge part I in think this, this because I, think I feel like it. I think no, it's wait, it. wait cuz I feel like in situations where someone has been in politics as long as a mm-hmm. lot of these other political people have been in politics mm-hmm. they would know have like some kind of inkling that maybe we should start to take precautions sure. because of their poli- because they know all this stuff they know all this stuff mm-hmm. whereas Trump is came into this presidency in a political position as a businessman exactly. all he knows and understands is money and, and because of all of that he has no political understanding to hire the proper um what do they call them the 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 people who advise like advisors yeah he don't have the proper political and knowledge to have best friends and yeah exactly on some mc so hammer shit exactly so it's like he he obviously is arrogant and narcissistic we're not denying that but i also feel like his lack of not understanding politics to the point that every other president has mm-hmm. definitely understood politics has also played a role into why he didn't take this as seriously as he should have. I think that point is an important point to illustrate why Trump, um, the point of him not being politically inclined, politi- politically literate, uh, played a role in a lot of his actions and the economy and policy making. But in this specifically, I think his lack of political understanding didn't play a role in like, I feel like that was all a narcissistic decision to be like, I, we don't need to do this. We don't need to take precaution outside of the. But he doesn't have the right to say that as president. Who does? The, are you talking about the government was, this is the government's fault? Because if this, as a, as just, a president, let's for instance say this pandemic thing happened when Obama or Bush was in office. If this was brought to their attention, they probably would have brought this to the attention of. Have you seen Congress. the video of Obama talking yeah. about taking pandemic? Yeah. Like five years ago, he's like, "We need to start making yeah. pandemic like." Yeah, no. I mean, there was no pandemic. I mean, Ebola was a thing, so he took the time to like, "Hey, we should probably do this." And five years later, we still have nothing, and now we're actually in the situation. I mean, they formed the pandemic center, and. It's like, it's like, it's like, I feel like, but you see what I'm saying? Like Obama, a good political background person had the knowledge in order to say, this is something that we need. Trump is just trying to make a money. He's trying to make money. That's true. I, I can agree that he tried to like, make money. Like just look at all the policies. It's not just on Trump though. Like look at all the If you want to say it's majority Trump, I can. I said the government. Majority Trump and the government, slash the government, but I think it was. We put y'all in those seats to protect us. So it's not our fault if this pandemic comes here. It's our if, fault that once it got here, it, that even, it continued to spread. That's but, our fault. But even I'll if you that. look at how the United States is looking at Corona now, 
everybody's itching to get outside. It's not Stupid. like we are still looking as we are in danger. This is something that's serious. Other countries, you don't see that. I'm saying it's a it's a nationwide consensus. It's hustling. Our, our keys in LA to no. y'all state. Oh, I, I, yeah, she said I'm in there like I was like you from there. Like, I can't help where I'm born. It's y'all state. My I'm government. My government said they took this. All right, that's not my government, bro. My government said if you want to go outside, become an essential worker. Until then, sit in the crib. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, y'all governor out here talking about economy matters. I didn't know this is crazy. Jobs, lines, barbershops, everything. You saw two chains over here talking about he finna open up his restaurant yeah. again. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I, uh, one of the homies was saying like how it seems that the corona is it's some type of attack on black people, and I was like, I'm not oh, sure. Donald Trump said that. Trump actually just said Word? Trump said something like that. I mean, black people are the most affected by this virus. Yeah, and he was saying that because black people have sure. high tension. Hmm? Like, we're dying most. We're, in America, we, the we have the high, black Americans of any more. other ethnicity is being a, is dying more rapidly. Just think about our living styles. Like, we already live in communities and stuff. We're so close-kept. We have lower incomes. We have less what about, education. Wait, not, like, not on no joke level, but what about Mexicans? Like, I've... Being in California, there'd be 13, 14. But here's the thing. I think Mexicans in one house. Trump mentioned it was the reason why they were saying black Americans is because a lot of the health concerns and issues here in America that allows you to succumb to the coronavirus, African Americans are are amongst the higher percentages of people with those hypertension, asthma, diabetes. Wait, wait, wait. I remember literally reading it. The numbers could be different now, whatever, but it's like black people are 32% of America now, something like that. And we're 70% populating the hospitals. From Corona. Uh, and like, well, because we have like 70% a lot of, of the, uh, the prisons too? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. I literally said that's the prison percent. It's 1 to 7 prison percent. Or 1 to 13, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, compared to white black men. Like, it's just crazy. It's like, it's literally like, it's because black Americans have all, are more susceptible. Or have a lot of these illnesses and like, um, I don't know. It's it just like. Health pre-existing health, health concerns issues. of the black community that are already just like making yeah, course diabetes asthma asthma um, hypertension not cholesterol a cardiac issue like heart issues mm-hmm. some shit like that um, can I say a side note like really quick what's up Jesse said Japan wins by mile I'm trying to say is there fucking different there like they oh. don't play that dirty shit period like nowhere I love how Asians are interesting Asians are super interesting they're very interesting I feel like everybody I, I feel like that's the most dope thing about having so many different cultures and religions and and just ways of life because all the differences are just so dope to me just to look at how they operate in their world how they operate in their reality and it's just dope but um but let's talk a little bit about how y'all feel in this time of this this house arrest like how do y'all y'all feel like <clears throat> do you feel like something in the air some type of energy some type of um attitude that is like kind of hindering you from being as productive as productive as you know you can be or do you feel like you know i mean you're going with the flow you're enjoying your break or you're enjoying you know i mean not having to leave the house how do y'all feel um personally i feel good um (laughs) great yeah i i am not bothered but once again i think it's gonna be different when I go home because I know a lot of people are like bothered by like being around their families a lot and stuff like that. But like right now it's just me. Yeah. Um, 
but I enjoy being by myself, the isolation, all that. But I will admit, um, due to isolation, like I think weekends and weekdays Whoa. no longer matter. It's just week and <laughs> nights, like what time of day it is also doesn't matter. It's literally just like day and night. Monday to Monday to Sunday. It's One day, 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 night, night, morning. I mean, night and day. That's literally all the times that matter that are relevant, you know? Yeah. Like people ask me what I do through the day and I, I don't know where the time of the day goes. Like I wake Honestly. up at nine and I go to bed at like four. Yes. And if time I write down what I did, it was literally like nothing. Like I didn't do anything. I felt like the day just went right through my hands yeah it, time definitely has been weird i don't know if it's like kind of a placebo effect of <clears throat> being in one place the entire time or one area in the entire time and kind of losing the sense of time because there's no change in your environment mm-hmm. at least your internal environment um which is interesting i just feel like of all the people i've talked to whether it be some mentors teachers students um, some some of the even more productive people um, that I'm around seem to be affected in some way about staying in the house. I don't even like the homebodies of people who enjoy being in the house. It almost seems as everybody kind of is in like a lower lower state of morale or something. It's 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 an interesting feeling that I feel like is is uh, universal across the people that I've talked to. Um, but what I was gonna say, um, what do you find yourself doing like during this time? Do you feel like you you, you find more time for your hobbies, more time for for uh, achieving academic success, um, or are you taking advantage of the good naps? Um, kind of does. I don't really nap anymore. I don't have and, to nap either. This is wild, which I have all the time to nap. Yeah, I don't nap really. Uh, it might be like I lay down for 20 minutes, but I don't really think that's a nap. Yeah. Um, I am still in class, so I've just been like re-watching lectures. Because like, when the lectures are happening, I just can't follow them. So yeah. I just re-watch the recordings. I do that. And then at night, I get a whole bunch of snacks and I watch Not, uh, not Naruto, Boruto. No, listen, I know it's bad, but I'm like a binge watcher, and so I like watch Naruto, all of that. That has like 900 episodes. Wasn't it? Naruto has 600. But I've been on Naruto, like, you know, like I never was like, I had to watch the whole thing. So I feel like because I did Naruto, Naruto Shippuden, I need to finish Boruto. Like, just as like a, I have to do that. Yeah, like I have to do this. I have to see how it ends completely. Um, well, I, I couldn't do it on There's not that many episodes of Boruto, so like that's why I said like it's fine. Because it's still going, nigga. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm it's not going to know. It's a new generation, but a lot of them feel like the new generation animes are are trying to gear towards a certain audience, like the softer, more like uh, uh, millennial soft. That's all TV. Like, if you go watch Disney, the older Nickelodeon, animes. whatever. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, TV now is being produced is ass. Super soft. Yeah, super it's soft. Ass. Look at Nickelodeon. Why is everybody look a bitch? Look, like, they... All the look, I don't know if y'all see T-Titan Go or Total Drama. I, I actually like T-Titan Go, I'm not gonna lie, but Total Drama Rama or some shit like that, where they like, made, like, them younger and, like, I wasn't a fan of the Teen Titans at first. I was it's upset. funny. It's funny. You said they disrespected... She's talking about Teen Titan Go. They disrespected No, they disrespect... No, no, look, look. If it was a different, like, title, I would fuck with like, it. Like, they disrespected the Teen Titan, but, like, the show itself is not terrible. They no, had, like, it's not terrible. Even though it's not terrible, I can't watch it, though. 
but like, because, because they pulled it from Teen Titans, it's disrespectful. Yeah. Like, you know, Teen Titans. That's, is that's why I can't watch it. I, there's some episodes. There's one episode that's fucking hilarious. It's the. Uh, Driving exam episode. Try to find an episode that shit is fucking hilarious, but I still can't watch it. Okay. But, like, that's my point. Like, TV nowadays, it's literally like, I don't know what they're trying to do. It's like they just ran out of shit because they're just recreating shit from our, like, I think we had the prime version of TV. Like, look at what our parents watch. Gross. And yeah. what we yeah. watch, even our parents will say, well, we watch this better. You know what I'm saying? My mom used to sit there and watch Phineas and Ferb with me, bro. Phineas and Ferb was the Phineas and Ferb was one of them. It's like the, it's like the SpongeBob of what, our middle school. I fuck, I First fuck of all, with SpongeBob. SpongeBob is hilarious when you watch it at this age. All the jokes that I've missed, yeah, all the the there's a lot of yeah, jokes yeah, yeah. that just went flying past my head. It probably had it, but I was just like, SpongeBob, I just feel like I'm losing brain cells. What, you said you too old for those? No, I feel like I was losing brain cells watching Spongebob. Yeah, that's the point too? of like TV cartoons. Like it's yeah, not something that's like truly educational. You maybe learn like a moral lesson at the end, but like it's not teaching you what one plus one is. It's yeah, jellyfish and Krabby Patties. <laughs> but um Alright, we're done with the whole prison thing. Let's uh, move on to something <laughs> we more. Went on a tangent. Exactly. Um let's move on to something more uh heavy. Let's talk about racism. In America, a topic that I never be spoken, I will never not be spoken about. Um, so, so this conversation arose only because in class, I so I so we go to Georgetown, predominantly white school, which always seemed to be tangled in some type of liberal, maybe minority based action, um, which is interesting. This school is very liberal, actually. Super liberal. But no, it's it's liberal seeming. That's it. No, that's it. No, I'm, we're gonna talk about that too. Um, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I that think too. you gotta think about it in the concept of the fact that Georgetown is still at the end of the day a Catholic institution. For sure, and that is a very conservative basis. And the things for that the and the things that but happen college here, in general always have an increase in liberal ideology, uh, and a lot of those people end up. Uh, going into the party that they originally that their family was in or that they really believe in after college college is usually a space uh dedicated for the a marketplace of ideas where you exchange your beliefs and ideas and then you create not create you create grounding in your beliefs and so it's always more of a liberal space just historically so it's never like an actual but hyper liberal like aggressive hyper that's not us that's Georgetown, yes. That's Swarthmore. Swarthmore, I don't know about Swarthmore other scandals. I don't know about it's, it's, it's a hippie school. Hippie? I don't know. Swarthmore. Yeah, they're just all ha 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 rainbows and butterflies. But um, so I'm taking a class where it's all it was usually majority of white people, but this class is majority of white people. But it's based around um topics about minority struggle and transcendence. The class is um. Uh, it's called Struggle and Transcendence uh, by a great professor here. But we were talking about racism and there was a lot of uh, white students who spoke up. I don't know if he was intentionally calling on them, but I've noticed that a lot of the times white people kind of, they take this uh, kind of, di- uh, how do you call it? Fuck. I'm going to have to cut all this shit out. I don't know. <laughs> they they, they take it like a distance role from a third party view. Yeah, like they take a th- yeah third party view from their interaction with 
several liberties. So if it doesn't necessarily affect them, they kind of like, oh, yeah, I understand. And I'm a supporter. I'm a person that believes that. And they get hyper mad about it when it comes up. But when they have the opportunity to discuss and have discourse about these so-called things they believe and what they're so liberal about, they silence up. And so he was asking uh, white students about like racism, like their encounters with racism. What would it be like if you brought... Um, a, bl- uh, a black person home, if you brought a white person home, blah, blah, blah. these were the questions he was asking in class. And well, one, I'm never bringing a white girl home, but that's a different topic. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting how we never really think that race, not racism, that slavery was only a, literally 150 years, 155 to be exact. But slavery was 150 years ago, and then Jim Crow was up until 1965 and that was 60 years ago and that's so close to us and in, in, in our generation by not much of a margin in the grand scheme of history and how time works but that's so relatively close in our country's history and people don't take into account how those things are still ingrained in society and kind of Perpetuated in a weird way now. I feel like they kind of use liberal ideas and and liberal beliefs to kind of attack people that they don't want in power, regardless of, of their liberal status and or conservative status. They attack people based off of, okay, what do you believe in? Uh, and if you don't believe in what I believe in, then you're wrong and you're the devil and like stuff like that. So I feel like there's a lot of that going on where it's kind of using using a false mask or a false sense of I we're trying to help against black people. Honestly, that's how I feel about it. What do y'all think about that? What do y'all feel about racism in America? You know, it's interesting. Uh, I think it's something that won't go away for a very long time. No matter how many uh, people fight for it, because it's people that come out of bumfuck, I don't know. And they just like, I live in a place where I didn't even think Trump was a thought, if that makes sense. And he won in my county, you know? And then it's kind of like racism is. Yeah, racism is such a hidden thing and also something that's very high key for some people. Like they're proud to say the N word and call out black people, you know. But then there's also like a lot of microaggressions that happen and stuff like that. The majority of them are probably microaggressions. A a lot of them are microaggressions. And And so, like, it's easy to disguise racism. So, therefore, that's why I say it's hard for me to think that it's going to go anywhere. Like, I don't think I'll ever see the end of racism in my lifetime. Ever. Maybe years and thousands, you know, like hundreds yeah. of years. Like it took 150 years for us to get here, and it's still very prevalent. For sure. So I can't see it going anywhere. And like the millennials now and stuff like that, like you see a progression towards rights and human rights and like being more aware of the environment and stuff like that. And I'm sure that's like the the way the trend that it needs to be. But like that that trend is not uh it's not gonna hit its peak yeah, for yeah. such a long time. Yeah, it's never going to be an end to racism. And I definitely agree. And I feel like a point that I should have made at the start of this little segment or whatever was that I feel there is an important distinction between racism and American racism. Uh, So racism has always been, let's say, a tool or an aspect of society. If you're different, I want minds more than I want yours to succeed. Um, and that's all, that's the basis of 
all people like I, something that's similar to me i i am more for that than i am for somebody that's different yes. than me and so that's that's kind of the racism that's always been prevalent throughout history even during the times of like roman empires china etc etc you're different than i don't like even if we look the same yeah um in a lot of ways so but american racism what they do is they kind of ingrain it in the ideology and the culture in which we operate and what causes us to kind of stay in this cycle of stay in this cycle of of oppressing ourselves in a way and like I, like like you said it's so they're, they're weaponizing black people and the and the and the liberal ideas or because I don't really like liberal or conservative ideas as a whole or as two entities or two separate entities. But like they use liberal ideas or the Democratic Party or things that black people are supposed to be for against us. And that's good night. I don't fuck with it. That's oh. Um, I honestly have come to this point in time where I just feel like racism in America just kind of goes hand in hand. Honestly. Like... I feel like America, at least the people in America and a lot of the systems like to think Mm -hmm. they're not being racist only because it's not overt and Mm -hmm. conscious racism without realizing that there's definitely a lot of covert and unconscious racism systematic going on that, you know, I feel like, you know, like you hear those kids like, I can't be racist. I got black friends. I said it about uh, that. Don't mean nothing. <laughs> you can still be racist and have black friends. Yeah, negrophilia. Like, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But uh, you can, I can't be racist. I listen to Lil Wayne. You can still be racist and listen to Lil Wayne. He just mm-hmm. made good music. Yeah. Like I feel like people, and, and it's come to this point where America, where like racism has become this touchy, touchy subject, where like if you say something to someone, they're going to. But I'm not racist. I didn't say you were. But I'm not. That's not what I said. And it's become this thing where it's like everything's so hypersensitive that like any small indication that it sounds like someone is against them. Yeah. Black people as a whole. A problem, yeah. yeah, they start to think like, oh my God, I'm not racist. But, I'm sorry. And I'm just like, bro. But I that's would, a new problem though. Yeah, go ahead. I will admit that the hypersensitive, like a white person might say something that just retains to race and they have to immediately back up that they're not racist kind of stems from black people accusing them of always being racist. Would you yeah, not agree? Like, That's a problem too. I know there are a lot of black people that I like have experienced where like a white person <laughs> may just say a comment that they're not weird. aware of or something like that and they're yeah. willing to be educated on but the black person will immediately jump on them and make them feel like a bad person rather than educating them yeah. and so I think that's some like it's definitely a fault on theirs but it's definitely a fault on ours for not trying to educate them to do better. Like we immediately just like rather than rehabilitation, we just want to send them, send them straight to whatever. Like guillotine. Yeah, it's just punishments, consequences. But rather than like trying to fix a problem, we just say you are a problem. You know. Yeah. Um. Brings into our favorite topic of all the time, and how every single topic we ever talks about <laughs> turns back around into Georgetown. Yes. Um. And like how <laughs> I feel like people, or at least sometimes black people at who go to Georgetown, get so easily on defense mode that they don't re- that we don't realize actually I'm saying that they don't realize yes, and we they that they don't realize that like sometimes some of the things some of the white folks are saying are coming from a position of ignorance and not knowing and not because this is what they grew up on 
This is what they saw growing up. Yeah. It's that just, it can be changed just like that, just by sitting there and openly talking to them. When I was a freshman, um, granted, it's not like that big, deep conversations and anything, but when I was, a, it, it was nothing. But to me, I was like, wow, like, they actually sitting here listening. So, like, my freshman floor, we were hella cool, hella close. Like, we all hung out a lot. And mm-hmm. so, like, we've had, com- we've had abundance of conversations. One time there was a whole conversation on why black people couldn't be racist and, like, all this whole thing and, like, kind of breaking that down. And then <laughs> I tell my mom, I tell, I tell my mom all the time, Fulani people are racist. Like, I don't care. But then on the other side, there was this whole conversation and it was just like, it was the weirdest conversation, but I enjoyed talking about it. And it was mm-hmm. on, like, why black females and black males wear do-rags, bonnets, and headscarves when they go to sleep. It was just something so simple as that, that, like, it's nothing. That was worth the conversation, though. But it was worth the conversation because, like, they didn't understand. To white people, black hair is such an like they're just. They no, know, I, know. It's, I had that experience. It's such an educational tool. When I used to have my buns. Uh, yeah. white person, like, How did you get your hair like that? You see what I'm saying? Like, for, yeah. like it's things like that, and I'm like, question. You actually date me as someone who wears an afro into public with? Oh my! This white man tried to argue to me that I was wearing a wig. He tried to argue with me that I that my hair was not did my you tell hair. Him you could pull it? I was like, do you not see the roots? Bro, I would have sat there and been like, he just looked at me like I was a zoo. And that to me is a form of racism where you're not willing to be educated or like you're not listening. You're just, but like, yeah. I'm saying like the kids not a problem him looking at me like I'm a zoo. No, because I feel like it's an old white man. You've seen black people. There's no way you've never not seen one black person in your life. And he looked at me like he's never seen a black person. So that's I think that comes from like a, a form of like curiosity and, and he, he uh, didn't he didn't know. That's the thing. That doesn't I, sound like curiosity. That, yeah, that's my point. I have I have white friends. I go to Georgetown. I understand what curiosity is, Those especially when I get that, questions about my hair on a mm, daily. That's not. But curiosity. his form of like. Arguing with me about my own that's hair. That's not your hair. Like, that's what I'm, like yeah. how dare you? you like, possibly, kids, okay, okay. I, I can't, like, he was I like, can't that can't. Right he looked at me and said, that can't possibly be your hair. Like that can't possibly be grown from someone's head type shit. Yeah, like the yeah, kids yeah. on my floor who asked about the blue rags and the headscarves. That's curiosity because they were really confused. Like, why do you guys wear? And I was like, listen, I can't go to sleep every night like you do without a headscarf on and wake up and expect my hair to look all nice like yours do. Again, I need to put something on it to, to make sure moisture. your shit is already dropped <laughs> to keep it you know like intact and they were just like wow like it was that comes from a place of curiosity yeah. and then you have them, them foolish people like that they're just kind of yeah, just like there is a lot of like I had my roommate last year was like I, I just find it so like I love it how like you can like put your amazing. yeah like your hair can just stay up there like that like you know like when you put your hair and you tie it with the little nice little string you do the little, the little, puff, puff, little yeah. pineapple and then you puff. take it off and it's still up there and it doesn't <laughs> fall to them when they take it out it's falling <laughs> I know but our hair is <laughs> <in> gravity <laughs> and I think like that comes like when things like that I I take like I tolerate that this one yeah I can do that like when people oh my god like I love your hair like I love the curls like blah, blah, blah. I don't care. But when you take it to the next step and you're just like, now it's kind of more of just like a, is this weird? You're fetishizing it or like you're just, just, fetishizing you're, it, you're, you're just doing something extra. Now it's no longer a place of curiosity. And to me, it's a place of you need to get your ass beat. But, okay, so what about in the situation of, so I've been here um, and I used to have my hair long. I used to have fun changing my hair. Don't that look like there's some land there? Oh, is that a piece of wood? That's whatever. Uh, I used to have I, fun changing my hair at Georgetown. Oh, I, just, no, I love. I'm growing my hair back at, right now as we speak. But we get the bun back. Yes. Um, um, not like Melo's magnificence. 
No, he took that for me. I always called him. He took that for me. I started that shit. But he actually looked like Thug Mifficent. Yeah, like face in the face. In the face with the because his his hair was just so much like longer than yours a little bit. So like it just no, it's longer now because I cut it. Keith like, don't take this from me. No, I hate this longer now because I cut my hair. His hair isn't as coily as like yours. Like I've done both y'all hair. Melo's hair stretches a lot easier. That might be true. Yeah, so like when he does like the two, it looks a lot longer because his hair stretches so much easier. That's why I cut my shit because niggas was still in my jack of my shit. But it's not really because that nigga had long hair too. I'm just talking shit. But uh, I had long hair and I said, people come up to me, oh, how do you get your hair like that? And that can be an offensive question to somebody. And some people take it to that extreme where like even questioning my black or something a part of my blackness uh, being my hair. um, That is like racist and wrong. But. In these situations where it sounded like more of the guy was like fetishizing it, like, oh, like, there's no way you can be your hair. And he was kind of like, has some type of sexual attraction to like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Rather than him being like hateful. And I feel like racism comes from more of an oppressive, hateful place that um, actually is intended to do some type of harm. I would agree um, and disagree. I think racism can come from being educated and still choosing to make poor decisions. Like that black man. That, I mean, that man had definitely seen black hair before, and you know what black man's hair looks like, like curly and. But he may have only seen a certain type of black hair. He's not googling black hair. That's an old man. Black. Like an old man. You but listen, listen, listen. Life. It's an old man. man oh no, no, old man, rights. old man. Coming to Yates. YouTube, no, YouTube and phones just got created in two thousand. So he isn't into he isn't into the phone he isn't into anything except he probably watches Fox News he looks at all of he goes the employees are black he goes they don't have hair they don't have a lot of hair like you the only person who has had a lot of hair like you at the school has been who uh Natalie not Natalie fuck what's his real name Nicole and she was Spanish there hasn't been a lot of people with that man he's Dominican she black. Still, <laughs> I, can, I can understand that he may have not taken it. At I, that don't, place. I, I still don't think but, he could have said that because if you have sure, a membership at Yates, this ain't your first year with a membership okay, at Yates. Okay, at but that my age. point is like, but it's still, more I'm like talking about her specific. How was your like? Was it in a big? Ass a, I was wearing my Afro. There's not a lot of people that you've seen on campus with that again. You're not going to see that many people. Go into the Georgetown history books. And then show me that many Angela. people that had their But hands. I'm saying, like, that's not even the problem. The it's more of, like, yes, you come was. from an offensive no. point. Like, like there's it's... there's a line of, like, wanting to educate yourself and then becoming offensively ignorant. Like, after I've educated you... He doesn't know you, he's being offensively ignorant. But though. after I've educated you and told you that that was my real hair, there's no reason that you should have taken the step further and argued with me about my hair but not that's the lack, That's the lack of head. common sense because he doesn't know that he's being offensive. That's he's the lack of understanding. Oh, this goofy. Never mind. Who's he? Who's he? She was so funny in class, bro. This I don't is need the no man. You were talking about? Yeah, she like I don't need no man. Blah blah be. I'm like, you sound like the saddest person in the world. You yelling about you don't need a man all the time is like the saddest thing in the world to me. Um, but yeah, for sure though, I definitely get what you're saying. Like, because there's been times where I've actually experienced uh, overt racism, like. They were basically saying no nigga to me. Um, and I, I just that. find it so fascinating. Like, I just, well, not fascinating, but it's just always big. I've always gotten this character. Because, like, people always come talk about, like, how they experience. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd be in class, and people would be like, who's, like, ever, or, like, in groups things, who's ever experienced racism? And, like, some people be raising their hands. And, like, I look around the room, and I'm like, 
I don't get it. Why, why, why am I the only, no, it'd be like remember black folks, why am I the only person whose hand is not up? And then in my head I'm like, some of them are lying, they just doing it to be okay. But some of them actually probably really did experience racism. Yeah. I'm like, I think every black person has experienced racism in some way. But, but, like, but they may not, not look like, at it like that either. Not too. like overt racism. Like I've never experienced like overt straight up like I have use a nigga. Okay, it depends on what you consider overt and covert. So like I can I consider this overt, but somebody else may not notice this. So um, when I had went to Levy, this was like my freshman year. I had opened the door for uh, somebody that was walking through the door. I was walking through the door first, obviously, and I left the door open. I was holding the door open for him to come through. He goes to the other set of doors and shakes his head and walks away. Like he refused to walk through the door I was opening for him. And somebody else may have like ignored that or oh, like maybe they were, he didn't notice I was holding the door and like that may have been something unknown. Yeah, I probably would call that covert. Huh? I probably would call that covert. That's overtly saying, that's like saying fuck you to my face. Like, to me in my head. And that's how I see it. And so, I feel like there's situations where some people aren't as aware of that. And it's good and bad in some ways where, like, you're kind of, like, ignorant and bliss and, like, you don't know. But at the same time, like, I feel like being aware of these differences that people make into reasons why they will and will not interact with you. Like, your race is a reason why I will interact with you in a specific way. And that's when it becomes a problem. And so what at Georgetown, it's just so... Not just at Georgetown. At, in general, in this liberal space, in these liberal ideas, it's just so muddy because we're in such a polarized time where it's, it's you're right or you're wrong. You're Democrat, you're Republican. It's like it's black and white in these cases and it's a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more um it's a little it's a little bit more layered uh than we give it credit for and so what ends up happening is there's certain situations that get blown out of proportion and there's other situations that get no attention and the situations a lot of times that get blown out of proportion gives us a false sense of understanding of racism and understanding of systematic issues that causes us to basically target the wrong things to fix like them talking about oh we need more representative we need more diversity ah you're saying we need more representatives there haven't been a different representative or there's a representative that was not a person of color i why does that matter that you need a representative what are they doing for you those are the first things that you should be trying to do what are they doing for you not what's the faces that you're looking at we're looking at the wrong things and claiming those are Racist, which they are, but of what importance and what importance of the order that we're attacking these things are and what importance are the actions that we're looking at and saying, I, that is a problem. We need to change that immediately. And it gets so muddy and we, and it's kind of, I feel like designed in a way to gear us towards the kind of, uh, uh, bullshit things to pay attention to. So we won't pay attention to the things that actually matter, the things that actually affecting us, like how, in a way, they're putting black people against black people, but that's a different conversation. So, like, my question is that, you know, like, we always had this whole conversation on, like, how black people can't be racist and, like, all this stuff. Because you can. I am. Because it's... You can. I'm, I'm, but I, <laughs> I'm so for This is... I'm saying the gender, the, the definition that is put out there by majority, it's, you can't, black people can't be racist because racism is rooted in... That's, that's the definition, like, because there's so many subjective definitions that they try to give to words. To, but I'm saying... Know, that's, that's what you think about what racism is. Well, what racism, I think, yeah. what I think racism, like, no, there is a definition of racism. So, like, you know, like, there's, everyone says that a lot of But then, I sit here and then I think, and I'm like, so if you're telling me 
that black that black people can't be racist, I can point out a whole bunch of black men that I think is racist only simply due to the fact that they say things like I I will never date a black woman because of X Y and Z. And I'm just like, okay. So you're telling me if a I don't think that's racist. Like, I think that's more self hate. It is self hate, but at the same time, if a white man was to say those same exact words that you did, it's preference. I don't think that's racism. He'd get his ass. That's not, that's not racism, that's preference. Even if they're saying they won't never date a black woman because black women are loud, aggressive, that's all this preference. other stuff, whereas there are white women who are exactly the same there way. There are white women, women like that, but his generalization of black women is the reason why he isn't doing that. That's not racist. I don't think black people can be racist to There's a preference. Like, it's like, it's, black it's black like saying people. like some people may say it's rude and or... Uh, uh, transgender, transphobic, is that what, transphobic, to say I would never date a transgender, this is just my preference. I just choose not to do that. Because of, I think that that is still a man. So I'm not going to date a man. <laughs> so, I mean, some people may find that as transphobic, but I, I think I that's think that all preference. That I think that's, that's preference. just, that's it's all that's preference. Not, yeah, that preference, like saying, I think it's transphobic. I'm not if gonna, you say you hate Anyone who is transgender, that's transphobic, you know, like, or you're scared no, of them. It's- there's no such thing as transphobic, homophobic, all that shit is stupid. I'm not, fe- nobody's fearful of these things. Like, to be fearful of something. I think those exist. There's a whole bunch of homophobic people out there. People who won't talk about it. People I think who there should be different. About it. If they're uncomfortable no, I'm saying there's definitely a word. There's definitely actions behind the word that you are using but i feel like the word the verbiage should change i don't think homophobic by definition is it because the phobia means fear of yes and so you don't think that it should be the fear of gay people it should be like what the hatred of gay people because there's that because they definitely it's more like a whole bunch of hate hate i see it all that i smell it on campus i don't think the word truly matters like okay if you don't want to use the word it's just like the matter of you not accepting discriminating the because of discriminating whatever but, but what's so bad about that though i because i feel like i'm to always me, more hypocritical if you want to be accepted pe- by society pe- but you're not willing to accept this. others so peep this right no i don't want to be accepted by society uh and i don't think black people should want to be accepted by society but that's a different conversation i think that um fuck maybe forget what i was gonna say um, making all these points oops um she said what she said Damn, what I was gonna say. Continue, my bad. I, so, like, how about like, so let's say someone who beats up gay people because they're gay—that's not homophobia. Beats up gay people. What's that movie called? Because they're gay. Like, Man, I don't like you gay. Order. That's a different. No, I think I feel like that's. You can call it homophobia, like he. You can call it homophobia, but I think. If you're beating up somebody because of who they are, that's insecurity within yourself. And that's a lot of a lot of anger comes from insecurity. And so you can call it these see that's the white that's the white man. He walked past her every day, changed outfits. He probably had a different outfit on earlier. Blue jacket, yes. black blue jacket. That's Mike. I know him. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. He come to Yates every morning. No, yeah, no. There's a lot of good white people. Like, he has physical know, therapy. He just Masoon, had heart surgery. Oh. something. So he has Prinkle wood or something like that. 
there's a few people. I'm like, I'm saying, I know all the old. Mimi sat here, really said every single one of them. Some of them be looking at me crazy. They like, because I always say that racism against men and women, like black men and black women, are completely different. Like, none of them, none of the old white folks, no, not, I'm not gonna say none. Majority of the old white folks, I be when I was sitting down in the uh, office, they be, what the fuck? Like, looking at me like, what the fuck is that? Like, well, what is he doing here? Or just looking at me weird in general. Like, yeah. And so, like, it's, I feel like women are able to better navigate. I don't know if that's like a hypersexualization. No, what you said is true. Like, women. a lot of them who I check in, but for, for my point of view, they don't do it in terms of like, they just do it out of curiosity kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you guys know I'm a person that switches up my hair once a week type thing. Yes. And yes. I go to work twice every so they see me with a different hairstyle all the time mm-hmm. and they literally like some of them are like wow i love your hair and then some of them are literally like how did you do that or like is that your real hair yes. you know stuff like that but like they're smiling and they're talking to me like yeah. fascinated like that's so cool kind of thing mm-hmm. but then there's others that are like what's, what's on your head yeah, you know like, shit like that yeah 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 but Mike um, is the one that always be getting me to come. I want to know who that what that white man who be running on the football field every morning. I want to Does he have a little hunch? There's no reason not to have dedication. That's a real I nigga. I want to know. I don't give a fuck if he racist. I don't give a fuck if he don't like no black people. That's real dedication. Bro, that can inspire you. you. No, you can see the small little Asian lady too. No, uh, Susan, Miss Sue. Maybe. I don't know her name. Yeah, she um she always comes to the gym. Yeah, I be seeing her now like in the front yard though. Yeah, she, she just does her little pacing. She got a diaper booty. <laughs> yes, that was that was me, but um, but yeah. So let's talk. Y'all want to talk a little bit more about racism? One thing I do want to say is that everything that's going on in the world, like how black people always seem to be the scapegoat, like how we were the scapegoat with the war on drugs, um, we were the scapegoat with like violence and and um, um, lack of fatherhood. We're like I feel like we've always been put in a position to be the thing that they sacrifice for the merit, like the masses in America. Girl, got a fat ass booty right there. Is um, it me or is just there's a lot more people walking around today? Everybody trying to get their. It's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of uh, so when it first got cracking, like when it first popped off, there was barely like especially over here at Georgetown, barely anybody outside. Like I'm talking about one or two people maybe that you seen when you were walking around. And then after about two, three weeks, there was a little bit more people, but I think it's now it's only because like people are tired of being in the house. And so they're like, Oh, let's just go for a walk. Uh, oh, let's meet up and go for a walk. And I feel like it's a lot of that now. Yeah, I just went on a walk people have to Thursday and I'm like, why like why am I dodging people like having to walk left and right and like weave through Bro, people, like, the streets peep, so pet. Peep this. So I'm walking, uh, so I took a walk yesterday, what's today, Saturday, Saturday? I took a walk Thursday, right, um, and I was just walking around, um, Georgetown, I had went over to, like, down, uh, past Safeway, went over behind, uh, CVS in that little neighborhood or whatever by that park, and so, Walking to Safeway, I see this one. I not I see. I didn't really even see her. I really didn't pay attention. I, I remember her dogs. So I seen this lady with two dogs. Big uh, white lady. Um, she crosses the street as we walking past. Okay, you got two dogs. You don't want your dogs to interact with anybody. You know what I mean. Whatever the case may be, you cross the street. I just noticed what everyone across the street. So then the second time I see her is I'm walking like uh, forgetting what street. Pat probably uh, in or some shit maybe. 
don't know. I don't know. I'm walking down some street and I'm like walking behind her and I realize, oh, this is the same woman with the same dogs. And me not really even paying attention. I'm on my phone. I'm doing some errands. And uh, I have a headphone in listening to a podcast. And then I hear uh, something, something, something. So I look up and this is woman saying, uh, if you stop moving, I will cross the street. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I was literally like, what are you talking about? She's like, if you don't come any closer, please, I will go across the street. I'm like, okay. And I think it was because she was making her turn to go home. And maybe she felt like I was following her because I had like seen her. Every, was day. it because you were close in Corona? Because a lot of people, I see that. No, because the I think it was maybe. It, it, I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure that's it. Because a lot of people like literally like they see me and then they go like that way. No, but this it. was like not avoidance. Because what was going to happen once I got close enough, I was going to go around. I'm not, no, I mean, I'm not being close to people either. But my thing is, I was walking behind her, and she was finna make the next left to uh, go down the street. And I felt like she thought I was following her because I thought I was on FaceTime. Oh, no, no. First, she went across the street, and then she came back on the other side of the street after I had crossed. And I was on FaceTime. I FaceTimed somebody. I was like, bro, guess what happened? But I was like, blah. I know we're like, showed them behind me. And then she had made that left to go wherever she went. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like she maybe felt that I was following her, which is hilarious. However, I wanted to talk about how... Um, the irony in these Chinese people turning black. They were talking, they kicking, they ostracizing black people. They were separate, segregating black people from uh, public spaces and, and banning them from public spaces in China. And then I don't know if y'all peeped McDonald's being like, all, literally all they said was like, oh, sorry about what happened in China. That's basically what they said. It was like, oh, sorry that we, because they banned black people from Chinese uh, Yeah, I did see that. So I was like, that's just fun. That's just like it just goes to show like how it's like business as usual, money over anything else, money over any of these beliefs that we say we have. We're trying to get this dollar more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the irony that these uh, Asian people are turning black. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Ostracizing black people and saying fuck black people. I don't know if they're saying fuck black people. I Basically, think the difference though, like between American and like foreign uh, racism in a sense, is like China. Black people are like a rare commodity. I'm not saying like black people aren't seen, but we're we're definitely not 32 percent of the population in China, you know. Yeah, so like when sure. a black person comes to China, uh, those Chinese people probably have never seen a black person. So when they come in up person, to you yeah. and take a picture, it's not out of like I hate you. It's literally like oh shit, who is this mm. brown person? They also like, have oh, museums damn. of black people. Say it again. They have museums of black people. Oh wow. In China. Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. But that's my point. Like. I think it's hard to claim racism when they're literally just like no, it's racist. I've never no. I get what you're no, saying. It's super That's why I say it's different though, because if they were to do this in America, it's a problem. It's a huge problem. But because China's it's in different. China, it's China's different. I'm saying it's different mainly because like we're such a rare sighting. Mm-hmm. It to them, it really is like we're worthy of a museum no. in that sense. So no, no, that's not what it no. is at all. No. So is it Chinese a hateful museum? T- yeah, they're comparing us to animals. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> so China yeah, is known that like Asian people don't like black people. No, no, I knew that one. But so the difference is like America, we're known for being free and prosperous and better than other mm-hmm. countries, and we follow these civil liberties, and we you came here to have freedom of uh, speech and freedom of blah blah blah. Yeah. But in other countries, they're just overtly about the, they're just overt about their beliefs. So in like right. London, they don't fuck with. They're still skinheads. There's still people who don't fuck with black people, yeah. especially not Muslims. Like in certain certain other uh, countries, 
like overtly, we do not fuck with Muslims. Oh, yeah, China. China too. China was so China, um, everything Muslims that they right don't fuck with. Corona, all, all those corona stuff started, they were persecuting Muslims. Yes. And so they kinda slowed down on it because Rona happened. So other countries they overtly say we don't fuck with this person. <laughs> What's good with you? I was just I just I don't know. It just made me laugh. That's just so nasty. How do your arms do that? You see how like I was like, how do your arms do that? It's so creepy. No, hers is like underneath her armpits. That's so nasty. Stop doing that. That's so no. Hers is like yeah. I don't know how she. That's why I was like, how the fuck? I realized I I could do a lot of things with my arms. To me, seem normal, but everyone else doesn't. But then I still look. No, hers is like you can't do that. I don't know if you can do that. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. That's so creepy though. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looked weird to me. I was like, can I do that shit? Like, <laughs> so I, like, I, get it, I think it's because her, high, her hands are higher. Like put your thumb underneath your armpit. Do this. Do this. And then that. Yeah, like put it underneath your Yes, there it is. That's so creepy. That's so creepy. I can <laughs> I'm gonna fucking pop my shit. <laughs> That's so weird. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Um but yeah, I just wanted to call out that irony that that's what the fuck you get. Um, and they probably, I think they, that's, this goes to show that before this came out, they was already ostracizing black people, they was separating black people, and they, I think they known that the effects of the corona would cause Chinese people to turn black, and that's why they were doing that, and that may have not been racist. Uh, it's a little racist when they're like, oh yeah, you might have the corona immediately because you're black. But that's, yeah. that's, that's it's still interesting. Like I just love yeah, how God works. the other way. Yeah, God works in like some weird but ways. But we ain't eating no bet at all. Period. We don't eat nothing that that's it, that doesn't look like, like chitlins. Ch- yeah. I'm sorry, I can't accept that. Chitlin? No, wasn't it? So, what's worse than chitlins? Because no, chitlins the intestines. Yeah. Okay. Pig intestines. I'm gonna say uh, pig feet, but chitlins is the worst. Chicken necks and chicken feet. That's not okay. Um, but let's move on to the black diaspora. I know Mary, I'm wanting to talk about the different aspects and the different cultures of blackness. Not you can go ahead and introduce it and and uh, get us started on your topic. Um, being that we live in America and it's a country of there's no such thing as a real American outside oh. of like I guess Native Americans. Like no mm. one is actually at the root of it American we all came from somewhere else at mm-hmm. one point in time even the people who think they're American mm-hmm. um, trace that lineage back you're probably from Ireland <laughs> um, you you we've come to this point where like the black diaspora or like the black culture here in America there's three different kinds it's not just straight there's one black culture you got the black American culture mm-hmm. you have the Caribbean culture and you have the African culture and I feel like they exist together in the sense of what America wants to categorize as black and white. Mm-hmm. But when you break it down to the root of it, they're three different things. And I feel three like I would say four, but possibly uh, it's probably most more than that. Like they're just it's just so different. But because we live in this country where like we're so forced to be one in the same. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, like when I'm looking at the census and I got to check something, I'm like, well, technically, I'm not black. American, because I know y'all talking about being a Black American. Mm-hmm. I'm that's not that, that's not what I identify as. So like, you're I, actually African. Like I'm actually like African with an American nationality. That's African American. So like, that's some, actually not yeah. So like, sometimes I would if there's space for me, I would literally I'll be that petty and I would check. Other. I would check African American and then write literally. Literally. Oh my <laughs> I would literally go write New literally, York. or like I'll check other. 
And I feel like we've, we're just so forced to be in isolated into this one category, one bubble, and like that's not what we are. Whereas like white Americans, <clears throat> they just white. Yeah. They don't unless it's like the people who know where they came from because their parents are actually immigrants and their parents just came here like two years ago. Yeah. But like the people whose family's been here for generations, they're not forced to a lot of but, these other issues. So like what's interesting was, is even among white people that those categorizations are a problem to them because there's white people who uh, overtly express their uh, ethnic, I can't say a word. Heritage. Somebody says heritage. heritage. Let's say heritage. It ain't heritage. And so they, they uh, like, oh, I'm Italian, I'm Irish, I'm from, I'm going to say Creole. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, I'm from Turkey, I'm from, uh, I'm Russian, whatever the case may be. I feel oh, like, yeah, the Russians will tell I don't know if it's, maybe Vera. it's, hmm? I love Vera. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't like Russians. The Russians scare me. Vera's Vera's great is Russian. Nah, I don't trust her. <laughs> She's also from Alaska. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, I don't trust her. I don't trust nobody that's Russian. But um, like, it's like if I had to like marry a white person, the last one would be Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Rush, yes, I would never like that. Shit just scary. Um, but what I think is interesting about what you said with the three different categorizations breaking black into is American black or Black American. Um, Caribbean and or African. I think even amongst America, which you can kind of say, well, you can say that actually, let's, let's just keep it like that, actually like that, because you can break down each category, each of those categories into their own subgroups, because even among Africans, um, there's different tribes, even among Caribbeans, there's different islands, and in America, there's different hoods. So I feel like there's just such a, a blend of these things that it creates almost a new type of culture because a lot of the times American takes from, well, um, <clears throat> American, black Americans have always taken African traditions and put it into their culture, whether that be through religion and kind of practicing uh, trance and or uh, praise circles or a lot of dancing within church and singing within church, um, even their practices about how kids and, and parents would treat each other or the parent-child dynamic is African um, in a sense. Um, food. And then even with food and how there's crosses like between like the jerk, jerk chicken, the, yeah, curry. the curries, um, and all those, the <laughs> cultures always seem to mix. And America seems to be the hub for that mixture of black cultures. In these other countries, it seems like blackness can never really mix other than in America. Do you think that's one advantage that America has kind of mixing the black cultures? Because within their own regions um, of the world, in Africa, it's so polarized and, and separated. And then even in the Caribbean, it's so polarized. I am not, I'm Jamaican. I am not Haitian. Like, I am Dominican. I am not Haitian. Like, I think the lines are so set. Because so of clear. why America exists. It's honest, honestly, it, it all goes down to the reason why America exists. It's a fucking lie. America exists originally was it was for people who felt persecuted. Yeah, for religious from, persecution. From wherever they're from. Like, they came here because they were different. Yeah. 
And I feel like America has kept that identity throughout history where it's like, this is the place for you if you yeah. feel like you're not accepted where you are or you want to try something. Bro, we gotta just do a rewriting of history books. Oh, yeah, just and we're gonna, we're gonna exclude 2020. 2020, no. We need this motherfucker. Because I need to be in the history books. I need, I need, uh, I, need, no, I, need I need to be saying I live there. We need to exclude 2012 that. and 2020 just so like I can tell my children and my grandchildren I lived through 2012 and 2020 and tell them whatever version of the story I want. Yes. And they can't go back in history books. All that. I'm yes, I was out here fighting look, with... Look, <laughs> look, there was niggas getting this virus. They were trying to kill us. It's gonna they be were walking around they like a different story. And then they're going to be confused as what the fuck Nobody ever tell them. Exactly. They're going to go to school and they're going to ask their teachers about 2020 and the teachers are going to be like, we don't talk about it. Yeah. We don't <laughs> speak ask about... Your parents. We don't <laughs> ask your parents. Ask your parents. 2020's like religion. Don't bring that in here. Um, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I'll make my kids watch 2012 and tell them I lived through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, just, it's crazy right here. Yeah, I remember this. this. A re- you remember when those art? Remember when we went to church that one Sunday? Look. You live through that. I'm make That's the second time. Right there. I'm just have a scar. Be like, you see the scar? Yeah. See what happened was. <laughs> I was almost killed. I'd <laughs> be so bad. Um, but we've been through a lot, and we're not even thirty. Nine eleven. Black president. No, not not nine eleven. Don't Trump. Don't. Bro, do you do you guys realize they're? I mean, maybe no for you guys. Not just realize because you're in New York. But like the <laughs> forget new, you from New York. But no, but it's the simple fact that like the newer kids that are now coming into college were not even born when 9-11 occurred so yeah. they don't even understand this whole war on terrorism and like they just think TSA is yeah they don't TSA. understand why it's it is the way it is like we know why TSA is the way yes. TSA is because we were alive Wait. to see to, maybe we not experienced it but we were at least alive and around to understand yeah. that something changed that day exactly for sure whereas like all of them they don't yeah. know Wait. all they know is that Obama killed some dude named Osama what's funny is i used to think that after 9-11 that's why they made 9-1-1 like 9-1-1 oh, and but then i found out that it was planned on that yeah, day yeah, i was like that's wild yeah i was like well i mean obama about? also is like a nice segue into this whole blackness conversation okay because like i feel like i don't like obama but i feel like for starters um the black community and black people in america like to shove Obama down your throat and you can never say nothing wrong about Obama I feel like because Obama is the first black president and everyone like just loved him so much that some of the things that happened during his presidency does get overlooked no yeah like I don't know if this is a true stat but one stat I heard was more people were deported under Obama's regime than, than anyone else murders and black people so it's like I feel like you know because he's black and this is like, oh my God, pass. we give him a pass because he's black. Yeah. And it's like, I sit here and I also think, I'm like, you guys also do realize he's still white. Yeah. Like he's, yes, he's black. And yes, physically on the outside, he looks black. But this man was raised by his white mom and his white grandparents. Which is why he was at Harvard. Harvard. Before anybody else. Did he go to Harvard? Or went to Columbia, Columbia and Harvard. Michelle went to yeah. Harvard. Col- I, think I thought, she, both, I thought no. she went to Chicago first. I think no. they met at Harvard. They met at Harvard. He went to Columbia yeah. for undergrad. And I ain't watch the movie, so I ain't know, and I ain't gonna never read it. Oh no, I only watched but, the movie in art class in school because they brought the new, the, they brought the television in. Oh yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I ain't never watched it. Bro, you remember yeah. they used to have my friend Marvin yeah. VHS? We're not doing shit today. We're not doing shit today. Man, bullshit today. We're in the corner. 
My ain't been in life for a while. Kids nowadays will never know they don't like to put the projector and you got to draw on it. <laughs> that was our that was our smart screen. Yes, oh, yes. Wow. Go up here and look stupid real quick. Uh, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like if we like if Georgetown just puts those old projectors in each one of their yes. classrooms, the kids will come in and be like, "What is this?" That's just scared. Fuck. <laughs> I thought I heard somebody. Text me. Huh? Text me. Okay. I was like, I feel like if you take the old projectors and put them in every single room at Georgetown and take out the the projectors that they have now. It will confuse. Yes. Everyone. You just remember gotta the, pull it out. Remember the, like, the smart what boards? Like you remember the smart boards that they start implementing? Fifth grade is when I remember seeing my first one. I remember that. Fifth grade. Just, the markers. My senior prank when I was in high school, we um we the seniors my sophomore year went around all the classrooms in the morning took and all took the markers? all the markers and all the erasers. Mm-hmm. That was their senior prank. Loved it. That's hilarious, actually. I love it. That's a great that's a great one that doesn't harm anyone. It don't harm no one. That's no one got one. in trouble. Everyone laughed. was lame. Our senior prank was funny. Our professor had this gap that looked like another tooth he had to fit in. We zoomed in on his face and our like slogan for our school was being deliberately successful. And so they changed the caption to deliberate the thefful and then <laughs> put it on every single lock. <laughs> the thefful. Ours so there was one the year before they had like put porn on the intercom. Which is that was I, that's was funny. Lame. No, that's actually really funny. It was lame because I think it was like so quick that nobody really noticed. Um, Aww. Aww. it was like a, a maybe like three, four, five seconds. They could have been successful with that. Yeah. But I think so. The senior prank that we were gonna do for our class is that so we have a big ass ramp that goes up to where the buses collect all the kids and shit. Mm-hmm. And they was talking about putting uh, having a balloon fight with uh, soapy water on that ramp. And it was gonna spray soap and shit all around the ramp, and then a lot of the times there was snitches for our uh, principal had to be on social media and have like fake accounts to snitch on. Oh, hey, tomorrow everybody we're gonna uh, go outside, and then uh, in the morning announce and be like, if anybody leaves this building, you will be suspended. I repeat, you will be suspended. I was like, niggas are petty and snitching and shit. So successful, let me successful. But did you have a dope ass principal? No, he was mad as fuck. No, saying like like in general, just all the time. No, he was so strict. He was so strict. I mean, really, my principal was a former. Yeah, he's the what's the name now? You know, he's the he's high up there now. Yeah, my principal. My principal. (laughs) What's his name? His name is a Sam. Fuck, fuck, but he's bald. He's the director of uh, Atlanta, I think now. Director oh, of uh, Atlanta yeah, Public School. Mine's up there, yeah, but he like up there in Cobb County. He, um, the little baby, you remember when little baby gave a check? Yeah. He's the one that collected the check, the ball guy. That was my oh, principal. That was my principal that move. Um, but yeah, well, derailed again. All the way, all the way off the tracks. Um, the African diaspora. So let's talk about Negrophilia and like black culture in america so black culture has always been fascinating to america and we've obviously seen that we've been the trendsetters and kind of the standards of beauty i feel like throughout american history no no, no i can't really speak on american history but at least in the last 10 to 15 years we have been the example of beauty standards whether it be hair makeup um cosmetics fashion and especially <laughs> excuse me, music, we have been the trendsetters. And a lot of time, the only way black people can make money and or the reason why we're trending is because white people allow it in a sense that they're the one paying for it. When they're the one who market it, it doesn't become important until white people do it. And so they're kind of pushing that 
blackness into the world. However, it's filtered in a way that kind of makes them highlighted when they get the the the, the surgeries and mm-hmm. uh, the they copy braids. the music and they they copy the box braids and shit like that. So this they is a form. It, this is what they call. They call it Kimbrae. And this they is what they call uh, negrophilia. I don't know if y'all familiar with this, but negrophilia is basically infatuation with everything. Uh, that is black or blackness, except mm-hmm. the actual uh, human, except the, except the actual individual. Mm-hmm. So they're on board with the athleticism. They're on board with the art. They're on board with the great presidency, like the speech. They're they're on board with LeBron James and the Cam Newtons and blah 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 blah. But when it comes down with black Exactly. So then we come to when that intersection of athleticism, which they fucking uh, dick my uh, boy Colin Kaepernick like he wasn't a good quarterback. But that's besides the point. When that intersectionality between him being an athlete and he was just supposed to shut up and play. And that was what they expected him to do, kind of because all these stipulations and again, this liberal bubble that we live in that we have to be so careful about things. Um when he he kind of transitioned into a a different agenda than what they wanted him to do, then he was basically like crucified and removed from the NFL. And I don't know how his living situation is. He did get some settlement from the NFL, but cool. Tyler, he huh? did get a settlement from the NFL. But it, it was some rumors that it was only like thirty million or something like that. Only I know, like only thirty million. I mean, clearly he deserved more. Yeah. I mean, he also um, is a Nike athlete, so he's getting money off of Nike, mm-hmm. especially since that ad dropped and the ad was still. Says, Can we talk about how Nike and the whole blackness stuff? Oh yeah, when they had for like, and then nobody bought that shit. That when they had that whole camp, did y'all repeat oh, yeah, that? Yeah, nobody like they all hopped off the train type shit. That and it was a time where they had start putting out a whole bunch of stuff. Just said. Like it was a brand like Nike SSB Black, Nike Blah Blah Black. No. You don't remember that? No. I know Nobody they, picked up on that. I know they did like Black History Month sneakers. I know they did the hashtag. Not the, I don't know if it was hashtag. They had they did the whole equality shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they did something else the year after that. Yeah. For so for like a while they had did a lot. Not not for it. It was like for about a year that they had did a whole bunch of black related stuff to kind of gear themselves towards the black consumer maybe um but all the time like these big corporations they be on board with whatever's going to make them money all right we're going to support black people right now so we can make that money but you realize gonna, only nike took the gamble but what with colin it's because football is just different though and, no, no, it's, only saying, Ameri- and no. it's only because it's american no, I'm saying you realize that's why that nike did that nike was literally the only american company that took that gamble but I think it's because it was, it was a, exactly they can afford it. I think like people are still gonna wear Nike. People wear Nike has sweatshops. There's so many ethical things wrong with Nike. Yet we all are wearing Nike right now. Like at one, you know, what I'm saying? everybody's wearing Nike. I don't think I. I, I think are Nikes, right? Yeah. yeah so like, that's my point. Like we all have Nike checks like, right now. It's like when people use when the whole <laughs> Nike the whole boycott Nike thing happened on campus. But yeah, all the people boycotting Nike was wearing Converse's. I was like, yeah, I do know Nike owns that. Right? Wearing literally anything. <laughs> Damn near anything. anything. Is Nike. Wearing any Prada, any main, like, damn near anything. Like, you're hypocritical. You're eating food that was 
uh, that is prison food. Like this food isn't healthy. You're talking about Nike, nigga. What is? Look at what they're doing to you. Yeah. <laughs> look what they're doing to you on campus, and you're talking. But about that's like what you have said. Like some people choose to fight <laughs> their battles because if people fight the battles that are convenient, for sure. That's, you, that I feel, feel like, like that's America. Is that America? I feel like that's America. That is America. That's, that's America. People. That's not just people. I feel like there's just people. The, I feel like that's gonna be, no, because I feel like in other countries. I feel like other countries go a little, a little iffy about like because the Russia they they, they not fighting no regime. Look, look, they gonna be like the regime gonna stop that's when they say stop. No, they gonna say stop when Russia say stop. They gonna stop. <laughs> when China say stop. Listen, if Russia tell me to stop, stop right now, I'm stopping immediately. If North Korea tell me to stop. Stop. You good. Right. My bad. Yeah, my bad, right. big dog. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, big dog. Um, there's certain situations. If Trump tell me to stop, yeah, who you? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, th- I think it's just we have to come to understand that all these differences are important because those differences make everything unique and it provides us with so many different aspects, so much different flavor. To our life, like you can take that, but definitely, like we gotta give people credit and and not degrade someone else in order to bring up another another group. I think that's the most important thing from this, especially among Black people. The, even within these groups, they're so polarized amongst themselves. Yeah, I feel like Black people is one of the Black people are some of the most toxic people as a collective. Like there's there's not much uh, Black unity in the sense that we're looking out for our own. Um, a lot of the times, like, uh, those different, and, and you can see it in other cultures for sure, like, especially amongst white people. And I think that may be adopted from white people is I'd, um, if, if you're not us, if you're not the rich, if you're not providing anything to us, then it's fuck you. When they, when they had did that to the Irish and that's the only one that I know that got fucked up. But yeah, so that's regarding the black diaspora. And then finally... Let's get to these motherfucking cap stars. So let's talk about social media and everything that's going on now. Social media has been huge. We talked a little bit about social media last week, but social media has been huge during this whole pandemic. And it seems that literally brain cells are being sucked out of the masses with what's going on on the Internet. Like I feel like how many dances can you do? How many times can you win a day? How many songs can you renegade to till somebody kills this thing? They all look the same. They all do this. Yes. Yes. Same exact thing. Wait, wait, wait. This is my favorite. The same exact thing. This is the TikTok thing. The same exact thing. Yeah, no rhythm, no waist having cells. Oh, man. White people. Not just white people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of ridiculousness going on. But on I say what I say. Even all these athletes. I'm surprised. Grown as men. I'm surprised. Your ass down. My thing is, some of the athletes that actually are on TikTok are not the grown ones. It's mm. the ones who are under 21. Very few of them are actually on TikTok and is grown, and that's Jason Derulo on it. And that's unacceptable. That's when they messed up. That's when they messed up. They messed up by letting Jason Derulo get a TikTok. Why is it? Because there's three people in this world you should never let have a TikTok. Jason Derulo, Odell Beckham Jr. And Chris Brown. Why? Because Chris Brown has one. Chris Brown has one, but thank God he does not post on that as that often on it. Okay? And she would know. Thank God. You would I know. followed him. I followed him. I followed Chris Brown. I follow, I follow him, him right now. Like I'm following his location. I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you Never talking know. about? She laughing at the night. <laughs> but like with some like, media. Like they all be saying that. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. 
like, what's like, this? What's this? I had to burn. Y'all over here thinking y'all dancing. TikTok, bro, is a fucking Asian app. Like, I'm yeah, not trusting was, shit from a different country. No, you realize that app is not originally called TikTok? That's Musical.ly? That turned into TikTok? No. That's Musical.ly. I absolutely, oh, I yes. Because I had a TikTok. I had a TikTok. And I didn't know, but I had a Musical.ly. That I knew. Wait, no, what? I had, those are, they're two separate apps, but they like stole. No. Same way like Tinder. I stole never from made. Hot or Not. I don't know if y'all remember that. Yeah. Do you know, remember how yeah. it It literally was like swipe left, swipe right, someone's in your area, blah, blah, no, blah. Then Tinder like, came out a couple years later. I do you remember how to But I remember how to TikTok and Musical.ly is the same app. If you go on some people's pages, you'll see and it'll be like, I've been here since Musical.ly. Uh, like I went and downloaded the TikTok app and like it logged me into what was my Musical.ly account. Oh, maybe that's where I messed up because I had a TikTok like back in high school, I swore. And yeah, it was Musical.ly back then. Hmm. Wait, what? Yeah, music. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok had a thing since high school? Yes. yes. I, had, I had a video on there that I deleted, of course, but it was me singing in my dorm room. I never school. made a video. I think I got it, realized this app like, wasn't it because like, nobody was on it at the time, so I deleted it immediately after I got it. But how did you find out about it? Dude, I think, I think so it started out. becoming a thing on Instagram and then it died real fast, and that was that. I fucking hate people. Like, that's the thing about trends is like the stupidest things come back and then we follow the stupidest things. Can like, we bring MySpace back? Um, I want. I feel like you, I learned a whole bunch on MySpace. Learning so MySpace might be the very best. Because MySpace was a bit. So on the, the playlist, your the background, background, bro. You were out here being a computer genius. I never, on had, MySpace. I never had one, but I, I knew mean, about it. Yo, like no, I knew. About I felt it. like a genius when I was on MySpace and I knew how to add the music and knew how to change my. That background was like before we were ten type shit, right? MySpace. I was in like elementary school. Yeah, that was. Yeah, see, like that, I wasn't allowed to have social media until I was like twelve. So, like, nobody was allowed to have social media. Nobody was allowed to have social media. My mom was just like, but I listened. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, messed up. I was a good person. <laughs> I mean, it was like I listened to my mom. I'm a good person. <laughs> um, I remember. I even remember when Snapchat because Snapchat Snapchat got cracking uh, middle school. Middle school. Yep. But it like just died off for a minute. It got and hot. Then Instagram. It's always been hot for me. Snapchat for yeah. Real? Bro, people used to get in trouble. This is back then when Snapchat used to actually tell you who your best, tell everybody who your best friends yeah. were. Mm-hmm. Nah, Snapchat, the best thing they ever implemented is when you're able to slide it open. You didn't put it back. You, put you it know back. you can screenshot after that, right? We we found out how to screenshot and snap without yeah, how do you do the screenshot. Like you, you know how like, when you screen slide? It? No, no. When you slide, right? As soon as you do that, you double click because like I have the home button. So like, you double click and then you, and it shows you the Snapchat. You just screenshot it. And so it doesn't show. That's so wild. Me and Mary, like we, we tested, tested it with. You have a home button, dude. I fucking miss my home button. If you know, if you don't have a home button, you just so the so original right. video shows them sliding. sliding cause, yeah. But we, I was like, I guess I'll try it with the home button instead. So like the original video, how to screenshot is with your. Bro, I'm gonna start screenshotting these hoes. No. We're gonna find the video. We'll send it to you. Gotcha. Uh, I rather you not. I'm not gonna use it. <laughs> um, it's just interesting to think like who. Who sat here and tied this up? This, that's really what you think about on social media. Like, who has the time for a lot of this shit? <laughs> I really be wondering. Like, I really want to know there's some of the creators and some of this shit. And then, like... The people in quarantine who's not... With memes? Shit. Like, it's still probably hard to... Probably the same people that take two, three hours making a podcast. Nah. Bro, you see how when people be like, it took... <laughs> <laughs> somebody was like, it took me one hour to make this TikTok. Don't let it flop. It took you one hour to do 15-second video. Yeah, you got me fucked up. And no, video editing is like a skill, skill for real. Them transitions on TikTok? 
Are you talking about what they do? TikTok makes you into a whole movie producer. Yes, yeah. bro. I seen one with like Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what y'all doing. It's like... Why are you making sound effects over It's like a video and it's like your face and you do this and you like stop it. And so then you do another one of you like pulling your head back. And it kind of yeah. looks like you pulled yourself in and out of a video type shit. Yeah, I see the girl like... She was like her like... It transitioned into her, her being by her stomach, and then it transitioned like there's like a coke hanging on the rack, and then like it turned like her picking up her head, and then there's another one with like Stranger Things, a guy took it off the TV and threw it outside. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, y'all are wild. Like, but okay, we have reached an hour and fifty minutes, and I think we're good because I'm ready to be done. Is there anything else I want to talk about? No, are y'all good? I'm just gonna show um, you the transitions. Yeah, so this is another episode. Kind of goes with Keys. That was in. Mariana Fatima. Get the fuck out of my house. Did you? No, you didn't. I said Mariana Fatima. No, you Mar- didn't. Mariana and Mimi. Get the fuck out of my house. I'm not going nowhere to you. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, okay. Here, here.